The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The Chicago Bears offensive line hasn't played very many snaps together at all. And we're going to talk about why the best play out of the Bears offensive line may come over the final five games of the season. We're also going to talk about Cole Komet saying that this final five game should be played like it's playoff mode. And more details on the Bears' pursuit, possible pursuit of Eric Bieniemy. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So first up, I want to talk about the Bears offensive line. So when you look at it, uh, this is go over kind of the things that have happened this season. In week one, Tevin Jenkins was on placed on IR, right? So that was before the season even really got a chance to start. Then in weeks two and three, Nate Davis and Braxton Jones went down. We got Nate Davis back in week four and then uh, Tevin Jenkins back in week five. And then at that point in time, we lost uh, we lost uh, Jones back on there uh, in week six. He was he he, uh, left out in week six. And then Nate Davis had another injury. So as of right now, the Chicago Bears have only played their projected starting offensive line has only played 92 total snaps together. And this and last week's game, or the week before last, as we had a bye week, was the was the first time that we had all the players back and nobody was coming back from injury and they're fir- playing their first game back from injury. So what does that say, right? The Bears have used a total of eight different combinations in that starting lineup show, so far on their offensive line. As as we've talked about in the secondary, we've seen the secondary play extremely better as the things goes on and they've had more continuity. Defensive line is what we've talked about, of course, with the addition of Montez Sweat, but other things going on there have they played better together. Now, this is not to say that the Chicago Bears offensive line doesn't still have major holes and flaws that hopefully need to be addressed this offseason. I would say depth is one, and that's why when we talk about the Bears going after a tackle, even if you do, and a lot of people are starting to come around on Braxton Jones, you know, playing better and maybe even being that starter going into next season, you, we need depth there. We need quality depth there, and, and going after whether it be in free agency or be in the draft, depending on what the Bears want to spend that money on and how they view the prospects coming in here, you can't really make the argument that continuity has not been a thing that the Chicago Bears have had on that offensive line at any point this season. And we're starting to get that. And as we go towards the final five games of the season, and an important five games where Justin Fields is going to be evaluated, it's important that that offensive line is rocking and ready to go as well. So we may have seen the be- we ha- may have not seen the best out of this offensive line yet this season either. Now, that still does, like I said, does not mean the Bears don't, don't have really big needs and holes that they need to fill, specifically at that center position. is another huge one for the Chicago Bears that they need to address in a meaningful way this offseason. You know, even with Lucas Patrick being as injured as what he's been, um, the continuity on that offensive line hasn't been much. And so, you know, throughout all of that, we've still been the number one rushing attack in the league. Or no, I think we've We've improved as a rushing attack in the league. We're number one there for a little period of time, but not throughout the whole season. I'm going back to last season. We've been the number one rush defense in the league for sure. 
Um, but as we look to improve, and as the even with the talent that we have in that running back core, the the offensive line is an important part for all of that for the Chicago Bears. And so we we you know having the the, the health there uh, going forward and really evaluating, like I said, Braxton Jones is going to be a real big evaluation piece as well. Do you see him as a starter? Do you just want to go after a depth piece uh, to kind of look at that? We need more depth on that offensive line. I would say regardless, right? When you look at the, some of the backups we have there, Cody Whitehair, I think everybody's over the Cody Whitehair experiment at this point in time. You got Dan Feeney, who's given us some solid snaps, hasn't really played a lot uh, throughout it, so I can't really do that so much. Uh, you still got Larry Borm there, J. Tyree Carter, who are still, they've shown some things, but I think you need more consistent depth there on that offensive line. But to do that and see what you need, if you need to go after starter or whatnot, or just Braxton Jones becomes that depth, pe- depth piece, I think you still need to really – uh, you know, evaluate this offensive line over the final five games of the season. So it's good that we're getting it healthy. It's good for Justin Fields. It's good for the passing game. It's good for the running game. It's good for the the, the team overall, right? And, and you know, as we go towards this period where we're talking about Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, really having to do some heavy evaluation, that offensive line is at the forefront of that, right? So we, and we, and we've been saying this now for a couple of years and that, you know, Darnell Wright has been a dog. Do not get me right, wrong, playing over 94% of the overall snaps for the Chicago Bears this year. And you got to give him in the trial through fire and, you know, how everything else has been up and down on that offensive line. Just his growth as a, as a rookie this year has been great to see in his first year in the NFL. Um, and we, but we need we need better help. Hopefully next season we need, you know, that continuity. And we really need to see over the last little bit of this game. What are the pieces now that you keep on with this offensive line? Where do you feel like you need to improve? Where do you feel like you just need depth at? And that's going to be important for the future of this team, whether Justin Fields is the quarterback or not. You know, guys, no. I I still want to see Justin Fields as the quarterback, but I know that's kind of up in there and a question that some people have as well. I think we're going to get the answer to that kind of – we're going to find out where the Bears sit on Justin Fields shortly thereafter offseason. So I don't think it's going to be a a long, drawn-out thing at all. But, again – uh, you know, excited about that, excited about getting that offensive line healthy. And one of the players that are also excited about these last five games is Cole Komet. Cole Komet is a big part of it, saying this, look, we finished these five games out here. Obviously, I'm treating it like we're in playoff mode now. I think five very winnable games here to the end of the season. Who knows? What can happen? Nine and eight. And this is a, you know, I love hearing that confidence from a player, right? is that you want to have a player in the mindset that every game matters. You don't want to have a player take any game off, and no player's going to sit there and tell you, like, oh, yeah, we got we got some easy games on here. We're, we're going to take it light, not when you're a team that, that has four wins, right? You can't really do that. So with the Bears looking at this five final five games, we've got the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns, Arizona Card- Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons, and Green Bay Packers. We have winnable games on that on that schedule. We're not going to call it an easy schedule because, again, it's football. Any given Sunday, anybody can win. It comes down to execution, coaching, being a huge part on how successful a team is on each and every Sunday. But these are games that the Chicago Bears can win and should be in. And so, you know, having that mindset of, you know, we're basically in playoff mode. And, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, as you guys I'm sure have known, technically the Bears aren't out of wild card contention by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, that that's for the more optimistic Bears fans. But when it comes down to it, you want this team locked in and you want them competing for every game. And, you know, while some Bears fans have said, oh, we're clearly in tank mode, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think that we've seen that from this team either. That they're in quote-unquote tank mode. I think we're a team that is definitely going to, to be uh, extremely tough. We need to be, you know, rely on our run. We have the third best running game in the NFL right now, averaging 137 yards. We only average 185 yards passing. We definitely, you know, again, the offensive line, 
being better over this last stretch of the season as well can hopefully we get a better look at that passing game with Cole Komet, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney being used a little bit better. But I like that Cole Komet is coming in here with that mindset. And I hope that's a mindset that the players carry throughout the rosters that don't give, like, this season ain't over yet. Compete. Come in. You still have fans that are paying to see you play, that are giving their personal time to see you play. And I know that's kind of the raw-raw aspect of, of football to sit there and say that, but you don't want your team coming into games and, and looking at it and saying, hey, listen, the season's almost over. We're just trying to get to the end of the season. And like I said, the games that we have on the schedule right now, Misi Dub and Bobby have talked about it. You look at that Detroit Lions game, we played them really tough, and that was a, a, at a point where we weren't completely healthy either. Can we take advantage of that? Uh, this upcoming week, we got the Cleveland Browns uh, as well. That's a team that's missing their quarterback that, you know, again, not a team that I wouldn't be surprised if people do have them picked absolutely to win over the Chicago Bears and have them favorited. But that's a team that if the Bears come in, especially that defense. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co executes like it has been those are that's a winnable game Arizona Cardinals extremely winnable game that's one of the worst teams in the game of football now I will say this if the Bears do happen to lose the Arizona Cardinals that that may increase our ability to trade down things like that but that's a story for another day the Atlanta Falcons could be an interesting game and then the Green Bay Packers right to finish off this season against the Green Bay Packers who we started off the season against I would absolutely love to get a win against the Green Bay Packers because, yeah, it's rivalry. It's FGB every day, all day around here at Chicago Bears Central, if you guys have any doubts about that. But this is a winnable stretch of games for the Chicago Bears. Um, we got to execute. we got to hope for better offensive execution and play calling, limit the turnovers, execute on defense. And if we can get a game, I think, with the Chicago Bears offense and defense rocking and rolling together at the same time, then that turns those games that are winnable into games that are, are even stronger in favor of the Bears. Right now, one of the things that have hurt the Bears throughout the season is that when the offense shows up, the defense doesn't necessarily show up for the full game and vice versa, right? And so with the with the defense definitely hitting noticeable improvements, with what I already talked about in that first segment with the offensive line being healthy and getting some continuity over these final five games, Justin Fields being confident as well, um, you know, the, the sky's the limit for the Chicago Bears. It's still been a rough season. It doesn't take away from how difficult and disappointing the start of the season was for the Bears. It doesn't take away from that at all, right? But, you know, you want to see this team finish strong, and if they do, you know, we got we got the Panthers pick, so that looks like it's going to be safe that we're going to have a, a, a pick there. And I know a lot of Bears fans are also hoping for two top five picks and don't really want to see the Bears win too much down the stretch. But me personally, I would not mind to see the Bears just go out there, compete, let the chips fall where they may, and then at the end of the day, we'll see where it all goes. But let me know what you guys think on that right now. Cole Komet saying that right now we're in playoff mode. Do you feel like that should be the mindset of the Chicago Bears players to see what they can do? Now, going 9-8 and eight over the season, winning out five, if the Bears win the final five games, do you know how crazy it's going to be here at Chicago Bears Central with me, C-Dub, and Bobby, and Steve-O coming in? Man, that, listen, that, that would be something that I don't think we've had heights like that since we started this show a little over a year and a half ago. But, you know, we'll end up seeing where that goes. Uh, but before we get into the uh, – before we go today, we got one last topic I want to talk about. And that is we got some added details. Yesterday I dropped an episode um, on the fact that the Bears are expected to target Eric B. Enemy um, if Matt Eberflus is fired, which is still a big hit, right? There are, there are some things pointing towards the Bears, especially if they finish strong, going ahead and holding on to Matt Eberflus. But there have been some added things onto this. Now, 
while one would think that with Ryan Poles coming from the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy being there, they worked over a decade together. So Ryan Poles should be um, familiar with what Eric Bieniemy is, what he represents, what he could bring to this team, the leadership that he could bring to a team that desperately would need it, and the offensive mind to kind of craft the Chicago Bears offense. And we've never really had a coach that's done that before. It's been an offensive-minded head coach outside of Matt Nagy was supposed to be that, but to really craft a dynamic and more modern-style offense. But then outside of that, we heard now coming out of yesterday that Kevin Warren is one of the ones that is is really pushing for the pursuit of Eric Bieniemy, And so that is what we talked about, right? Is Kevin Warren taking a bigger role on the football operation side? That does not mean he's still not focused and most of his attention isn't going to the new stadium, but as the CEO of the Chicago Bears, it is his job as well. He's responsible for the product that's put out on the field for the Chicago Bears team. And so, you know, him taking that and kind of spearheading that may mean where he his mind is as far as what he wants to see from this next wave of the Chicago Bears. And maybe he even sees, you know, hey, at the end of the day, he's he may be in on Justin Fields. Again, he came from the Big Ten as well. He's uh, Kevin Warren has seen Justin Fields more than probably anybody else. And so now that we're hearing more and more about this Eric B. Enemy aspect and the Chicago Bears targeted and then getting added to that, that Kevin Warren is one of the people at the forefront of calling for Eric B. Enemy to come here. Yes, it's still a risk, right? Eric B. Enemy, as much as he's been in, as long as he's been in the NFL, bringing somebody in as a first time head coach that's been an offensive coordinator is kind of a, that head coaching position has eluded him some. It, it, it still points to a change of direction. And that is what this new Chicago Bears regime in that front office and in, in, in Kevin Warren was supposed to bring a change in what the Chicago Bears have done. I know there's some doubts around will the Bears give Jim Harbaugh possibly the control that he would he would want over a roster. But Eric Bieniemy represents a risk for the Chicago Bears, much like this may be the same type of risk that maybe Matt Nagy was as well for the Chicago Bears. But he, he brings a mindset. Players love him. Uh, you know, he brings a familiarity both from Kevin Warren and from Ryan Poles, and they know what they get from this guy. And you've seen what he's been able to do with some of the quarterbacks that he's coached. And so if this team is all in on, on Justin Fields, or even if they do look to go a different direction with the quarterback, which, again, I want to make sure that I say every single time adamantly, I don't believe or think that they should go in that direction. And like, it, it, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense for the Bears to take that risk if they do move on from Matt Eberflus to bring in Eric Bieniemy as their next head coach and to hear that Kevin Warren is one of the guys who's at the forefront of calling for that, to me, it just made me uh, remember of this team is going in the, in the right direction, right? I talked about yesterday in the show how Ryan Poles has really set the Bears up, what he's done in drafts, what he's done with, with kind of taking care of the money and making sure the Bears are going to have money going forward for a while to, to, to uh, go after free agents. But you have to have a coach. You have to have a system. You have to have a plan that players, at least the top free agents, are going to want to buy into. And, yes, Jim Harbaugh would bring that as well. I want to be clear on that. And that's not to say maybe somebody like a Ben Johnson wouldn't as well. But a guy and Eric Bieniemy, who's who people have asked why he hasn't gotten that chance, why he hasn't gotten that. You know, he has to go through the process. We've heard yesterday as well that it's important for the uh, for the McCaskey family that the vetting process goes well and what comes out of that that uh that vetting process uh process for for Eric Bieniemy to potentially take over as the head coach we know that that's what this Bears ownership does Eric Bieniemy I cannot stress enough is one of the best offensive minds in the game of football now you have to have questions on what does that mean for a team you can, you can uh, having a great offensive mind is great for an offensive coordinator 
But you have to do more than that. You have to lead. You have to develop. You have to have, you know, the right staff as well. Would they allow him to pick his own staff? Or because he would be another rookie head coach, would that be where Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, maybe instead of what they did with Matt Eberflus, goes veteran uh, coordinators to help support that rookie head coach and to bring along some things that he may not uh, uh, have in his in his repertoire because he hasn't been a head coach. So those are some things, again, pointing in the right direction. I really like Eric Bieniemy. I also like Jim Harbaugh. I also like Ben Johnson. So there are a lot of possible candidates for the Chicago Bears to go out and get if they do decide to move on for Matt Eberflus. But that is going to be the biggest question, and that is what we're going to look for over these last handful of games for the Chicago Bears is does Matt Eberflus show enough in his coaching style and in the defense that warrants him being able to return, or does it go on the flip side and the Bears decide to move on from him and go into the next wave of head coach? Let me know what you guys think on all that down below, as always, if you're on the YouTube side. If you're on the podcast side, I'm going to tell you how to get your thoughts in here. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentralgmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I like to end every episode on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.